and welcome back to another episode of So Talk to Me. Hi. We're episode 91 of the podcast where my wife and I sit down at the table and talk. Is this 91? It's 91, yes. 91. What did we do for 90? Uh, we talked about pastors. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, okay. The qualifications of that's pastors. That's right, that's right. I was trying to think because we, we didn't count the like barely an episode last week, no right? okay no okay yeah that was no i the title of that one was not even worth listening to and i don't know if anyone got the you know actually listened to the title what sorry words keep saying the same thing over and over again but anyways no that did not count as an, i did not number that episode gotcha so even though we missed so we've missed two weeks in what a year and a half something like that Something like that. So, not not a bad record. We've made it to episode 91. Um, and it's funny, coming to this evening, you know, after taking a week off, being at the Grand Canyon, which we'll talk about more later, um, I, I was thinking like, oh man, we'll have, you know, so much to talk about. And and you, since we'll have a, you know, we've had a week away, it, it's going to be like, great. We'll have all these things. And um, it just kind of feels like another week. Another <laughs> another episode that's crept up on me to where I'm like, oh man, what what are we gonna say? I mean, we'll we'll have lots of thoughts. I don't mean that to downplay this episode. I don't mean <laughs> to set low expectations. It's just different than I expected it to be, is all that I'm saying. Yeah. So Yeah. And I apologize because I am getting over bronchitis and so if ain't nobody got time for that. Um, brown cats. <laughs> uh, so you will probably hear me clearing my throat a lot or coughing or just sounding different. I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, oh no, can we even record an episode? Yeah, I know. Because like since we've gotten back from Arizona. I've been sick. Yeah. And well, and you've also like barely had a voice. Yeah. Like it sounds a lot better right now than the past few days yeah and that's even after being at rehearsal because uh, you're singing i think that that helped a lot actually. really like i think it wow. helped to clear a lot of stuff out ah uh, that makes sense yeah okay well that's cool so how have you... i may not have a voice tomorrow because of it but <laughs> right now it's fine uh, hopefully to be back by sunday yeah, yeah. hopefully hopefully we'll see. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, JJ leaned over to me like during rehearsal and was like, so this is like the Sam show this Sunday. Like you're leading almost all the songs. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not sounding very good right mm -hmm. now. Hopefully I'll be good by then. But well, I'm not sure if you saw on the scheduling software, but he did try and and um. He, he tried to get another vocalist as yeah, well. Yeah, there were three other vocalists who declined for this yeah. Sunday. So the, he was trying to add someone else. And then we threw up a microphone for someone, another member of the band who was playing acoustic guitar just earlier today because we didn't have any other vocalists. So yeah. he, 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 he was trying not to do that to you because <laughs> we had talked and I had said, you know, you were still getting over something. Um, but then he's playing cello and it's difficult to yeah. sing and play cello at the same time. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. We can report back on that next week. 
But if we remember. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'll be like, oh yeah, normal Sunday. She was feeling better. <laughs> the end. You know, five seconds later. But um, so how have your past two weeks been since we've recorded a full episode? Well. Outside of being sick, of course. Right. Like, well, last week just flew by. So true. Like, pun intended, because we were on a plane. Uh, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> um, but this week has, like, drug on just because I've been sick, and yeah. I haven't, like, had the energy to do anything, and so I haven't left the house in, I don't know, like, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, like four days, mm-hmm. which is not normal for me. Um, usually I'm like running errands or I have like a Bible study to go to or something. Yeah. Um, but no, I've been stuck at home. My extroverted self has been stuck at home. <laughs> and so it's felt like forever. Um, but last week we were getting ready. To go to Arizona, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, Wednesday morning, maybe, maybe slept like two hours yeah, Tuesday like night, <laughs> <laughs> and got up at like four in the morning and made sure we did mm-hmm. our little last minute checks, whatnot, made sure we had everything together, and then we walk outside to get in the Uber, and our tree fell down in our front yard. Yeah. On top of one of our cars. That like was Like right in front of our front door. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> it's five o'clock and our Uber is like waiting at the mm-hmm. bottom of the driveway because we have a very steep driveway. And uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, can I move this thing? And okay. Just, it wasn't the whole tree. That's what So I was it's say. not, yeah. yeah. It, it was, was a branch, but it was a thick branch. It was so, well, I don't really know how to explain it because this tree like has like different parts to it. It doesn't have a big trunk like a normal tree. Right. It like has different smaller trunks coming up. Yeah. It has and, like three or four shoots. Yeah. There you go. In the same general area. And um, so one of them fell over, but it's still like, I don't know how many inches around it would have been like probably probably at least a foot in circumference something like that anyways um and yeah it fell it fell on top of the hood of one of our cars but there wasn't like any damage to the car so right and none of us heard it fall Mm -hmm. so and like you said (laughs) we didn't sleep very much like Yes, technically we could. But your have mom gotten, was even sleeping downstairs, and right, she didn't hear it. Right outside, like on the other side of the the front door, right? You know, and so like, yeah, it was. It must have just like slowly the fallen have, or yeah. something. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it didn't make like any noise. Um, but yeah, anyways, we walk outside our front door to get into our Uber, and our tree is down in our in our driveway. Um, so we were like, okay, um, can't deal with that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thankfully your dad came over and like cut it up 
Yeah. And said, yeah, he was like, yeah, it wasn't any problem. It took me like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Thanks, but, Dad. Yeah. You were awesome. Shout out. Um, but yeah, so we left for Arizona at like, what, 6 something in the morning? Yeah, like yeah, our plane was like 6.15, something like that. And ended up in Arizona at like 7 in the morning because <laughs> of the time difference. Yeah. Yeah, so so the jet lag was weird. Um I've never really experienced I never bad... got used to the time change. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, it's because of the like <coughs> because we were sleep deprived going into it, n- not getting a very good night so on on top of like not having very much time to sleep, like both of us just didn't sleep very well. Yeah. Like, Part of it was just being anxious, but also I slept through my alarms on Sunday morning, which was terribly embarrassing because I'm usually the first one at church and um, it was, it's not good (laughs) when I sleep through my alarms. Um, So then on Wednesday morning when we left, like I was nervous that I was going to sleep through my alarms in getting, you know, waking up, making sure the Uber was there and all that fun stuff. So I just didn't sleep very well that night either so on top of only getting a few hours of sleep well then the time change pushes us back two hours Mm -hmm. and so like it's super exciting you know being on vacation so i i'm not i'm not overly tired all day you know thank the lord but at the same time that lack of sleep affected my just my general (laughs) wakefulness through the entire trip for sure um on top of sleeping somewhere that's not our regular bed. Yeah, I have a really hard time sleeping anywhere that's not my own bed. So I generally I don't didn't sleep well the entire time. But I will say, like, uh, how do I put this? Our bed and our our pillows are very comfortable. We invested in them. Yes. So I, so we're spoiled. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so going to an Airbnb and sleeping on their bed. Um, the bed was still comfortable. Yeah, but the pillows, pillows were horrible. Yeah, yeah, they were super they were thin. Like a cotton ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, we're spoiled. I yeah. get it. I get it. It's my fault. I'm not. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, anyways, sleeping through the entire trip was. Um, it, it, it was something I didn't necessarily anticipate. On top of that, okay, we're in Arizona. We're hiking a lot yeah. throughout our trip. And so we're like wearing ourselves out during the day. And then not sleeping well. And then hiking more and wearing our bodies out. And then not sleeping well. And then <laughs> so. Ish. Yeah. I mean. No wonder I'm sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> Looking back, it kind of <laughs> makes sense. Your body just didn't want to. to. It didn't feel comfortable enough to get sick until you were back in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Until all the adrenaline wore off. Right, exactly. It was just holding back the sickness yep. until you got back. Um, so, yeah, like the day after we got back, you started not feeling well. Yeah. And uh, and it's just held on ever since. It's yeah. It's been getting better, though. Like It has, yeah. You've been feeling better today than you have yeah. been. I think what it was is, so, yes, lack of sleep to start off the trip in general. Um, but then our Airbnb was covered in cat hair. Yeah. Um, 
did not uh, expect that. And so yeah. we're both allergic to cats, so that was problematic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and had to vacuum it all up ourselves. Yeah. I will say we left that place way cleaner than when we came in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so had horrible allergies like the first night. The first night, okay. Yeah. Hardly slept at all. And then went hiking at the Grand Canyon the next day, wore my body out, and then come back and clean up the the place, vacuum up all the cat hair we could. And then, yeah, so our allergies did get better after that, but... Yes. Yeah, I would say we only had minor allergies yeah. after that. But we- still, like, the allergies on top of, like, just being exhausted being tired, yeah. and not sleeping well. Like, yeah, it just all accumulated and um, hence why I got sick. Yeah. But. Yeah. And, and l- listeners, um, don't take this as like we had a horrible trip because that is not. It was not horrible. What we're saying no, at, not all. at all. It's just like looking back. It's like, oh, no wonder we feel the way that we do. Um, because even in my experience, I mean. I know you haven't asked me this, how my weeks it. were, but, uh, <laughs> um, no, I've, I've been kind of frustrated with myself because I have been like super tired ever since we've gotten back, except like right before I go to bed, you know, that's when I'm most awake and I'm like, Oh, I can stay up later. Um, but I've, I've slept in like almost every day since we got back and I've just been really tired when I wake up, like. Ollie woke up in the middle of the night last night and uh, I was like, it was so hard for me to get out of bed to help him out because I was just super groggy. And uh, yeah, looking back, it kind of makes sense. I think my body's kind of like reacclimating to normal life. Yeah, it's trying to catch up. Yeah. You know, you know how people say that you need a vacation from your vacation? Basically. Uh, yeah. It's true. Well, especially when you decide that you're going to take a vacation and like wear yourself out. Like we particularly went to the Grand Canyon to hike. You know what I mean? Right. Like we weren't. Well, yeah, we like packed out all of our days. Yeah. But I don't think I anticipated it being as exhausting as it was. Yeah. For for various reasons. I mean, again, like starting off without very much sleep. Yeah. Didn't help. Well, and I had never been to the Grand Canyon before, so I didn't know exactly what the, you know, the hiking, the trail situation was going to be. Yeah, that's true. Um, But it was not one of those like, oh, sit and relax on the beach vacations. That Honestly, that doesn't even sound like very much fun to me. But like, <laughs> I like visiting beaches, but sitting there, that's dumb. Anyways, um, personal, <laughs> personal thing. Not if you, if you like that, I'm sorry. I'm not insulting you. That's just not my thing. If I was just sitting there, I would have brought my Switch and played my Switch. Because I don't like just sitting and doing nothing. Anyways, um, so this, yeah, this vacation was like go out, do stuff, like hike during the day or hike in the morning and then like go out in the evening. And uh, a few of the evenings we just decided, no, we're going to stay in. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're tired. super tired. Yeah. Even the night that we did go out, um, we didn't do that. Like we visited a brewery and then just immediately like went 
back home after yeah. one beer because we were already so and tired. And we basically like made ourselves go like, yeah, it was when we went to Flagstaff mm-hmm. and we had our anniversary dinner and whatnot yeah. and met a really cute couple that were like, hey, there's stuff going on downtown. Y'all should go check it out. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, oh, should we? <laughs> we're so tired should we just go back to the airbnb no well we'll go downtown like yeah. we're here we're here we'll go and yeah it was honestly like just adrenaline that was holding me up at that point because yeah, i could not <laughs> like we went and visited a brewery which was basically like a it was a bar yeah it's like a brew pub playing. yeah yeah brew pub there you go and i was debating like should i even get a beer like <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. Should I get a beer? Because I had a beer with dinner and it's just like, you know, I'm going to have to, it was, you know, half an hour from our Airbnb. So I knew I had to drive back and it was kind of just like, I'm already tired. This is going to make me more tired. Should I do this? I did, but. (laughs) And we made it back safely to the Airbnb. (laughs) No problems. I literally woke up as we were driving up to the Airbnb. I fell asleep in the car. I just blasted a punk rock album. And that helped to a keep lot. yourself awake. Yeah, 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 it was pretty awesome. Um, but, anyways, we're here. We're safe. We're just recovering. Long story short. Yeah, exactly. Except y'all heard the whole long story. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that <laughs> from Clue? Uh, long story short. Too late. Anyways. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so I'm sure. I'm sure you all. You know, if you've been listening to the podcast and heard that we were taking a little vacation, we were going to the Grand Canyon. I'm sure you kind of expected us to talk about it this week, um, and and so that is kind of what we are going to talk about because we don't have any other big topics. But it's definitely um, our trip has made me. You know, it's given me some stuff to think about. We typically are not big travelers, which in hindsight, is kind of sad because every time we do travel, I absolutely love it. <laughs> well, we love traveling. We would travel more, but it's expensive. Yes. Yeah, it's it's expensive. But I'm saying like, tip, you know, we both grew up here in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. We have not left. We don't, you know, like travel the country. The right. big trips that we've, I mean, this was sort of a big trip for us. We just haven't seen much of the world, I guess, right? is how I put it. Um, at our five-year anniversary, we went and visited Ireland. And that, on a personal level, was when I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing, like going somewhere new. I wish we could do this more often. Now, we took that trip specifically- Still my favorite place in the world. Oh yeah, definitely. Even though I haven't seen much of the world. <laughs> right. Um, but it's like, if I had the chance, I would go back yeah. there. <laughs> um. Oh, we took that trip specifically because we were going to start having kids after that. And we knew that we couldn't take any big trips after we had kids. Um, So like this trip, that was our fifth year anniversary. This was was sort of for our 10th year anniversary, which Mm -hmm. is coming up in August. Um, And so we decided, you know, what we wanted to take a trip and we decided to go to the Grand Canyon. So that was just something, you know, to kind of like knock off the, I don't know if you'd call it a bucket list, but, you know, just... Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, someplace that I wanted to visit, yeah. see, and it 
exists in the United States where we live. So, well, that was another thing when we visited Ireland. That's when I realized, oh, there's so much of the U.S. I haven't seen. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I just take it for granted because even driving around Ireland. When we would tell people we had, you know, a two hour car trip, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's like an all day trip. And we're just like, wait, what? <laughs> we're from <laughs> Texas. You can drive six hours in Texas and still be in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> um, still not even be out of Austin. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was we, joke about traffic. we literally drove all the way around the island in, in Ireland mm-hmm. while we were there. Yeah. Like. We were there for like what, eleven days, something like I think that. It was twelve. Eleven I could or twelve. Eleven or twelve. Yeah. One of them we spent in the airport, but that's another uh, story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then it definitely was twelve. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think the most in we spent in the car in a day was like three and a half hours. Well, not counting when we hit crazy traffic in Dublin and didn't know how to get around. Yeah. That felt like way longer. Anyways, um. What I'm saying is that Ireland is very small. And the reason I bring that up is just because um, going to Ireland, again, it made me realize like there is so much of the United States that is so different than what I know of Texas and Austin yeah. that I just haven't experienced. Yeah, and so, just like the landscape in general. Yeah. And and yeah, the weather, the landscape. Yeah. Even, so going to Arizona... Even seeing, you know, the mountains in the distance was super cool. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's just such a, a beautiful sight. And then if you, you know, if you've been to Arizona, I don't, I hope I'm not offending anyone by saying that I'm saying I haven't been outside of Texas, so I haven't experienced these things before. Like, uh, the, the Red Rock mountains were just so cool to see. And then, you know, seeing off in the distance, uh, snow-capped mountains, mm-hmm. or at least what looked like it. I don't know if it was the sun shining off the mountains in a certain no, way, it but snow. it seemed like yeah. there was snow. Um, even though where we were driving, it was like 80 degrees. So I don't know. I don't know how that works, but um, <laughs> what do I know? I'm just a little <coughs> Austinite. But um, yeah, so, so there were lots of really cool things like that. And so... You know, we have ideas of visiting other places, but yeah, like you said, it's kind of expensive Mm -hmm. and working things out, especially with kids. Like my parents watch the kids. They're awesome. Uh, You have great family too. I'm not saying anything like that. Just that like I realize that we are super blessed that that's even a possibility and I don't want to take advantage of that. Uh, I mean, take you know what I mean by take advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, anyways, it doesn't happen very often is all that I'm trying to say, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know. But Still have a lot of places we want to see. Yeah, yeah. But so so trips like this, it definitely does cause me to reflect on a number of things. And so I figured that today we could just talk about like some of the things that, uh, I don't know, things that have been in our brains since yeah. visiting the Grand Canyon. So are there any like takeaways that you've gotten from this trip? I mean, it was just really cool how, yeah, how different the terrains were. Mm-hmm. Like going from Austin where, um, and I'd never been out West. So like Austin here, it's pretty green. Yeah. We have lots of trees. Um, yeah, just, and we have hills 
and they're like green hills and mm-hmm. we have some like some like limestone like cliffs and whatnot but it's pretty like hilly and grassy here yeah um where like when we landed in phoenix i was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> like desert yeah it's (laughs) dry and like yeah it's really yeah really dry and um like huge cacti everywhere (laughs) and yeah just like not very many trees um there in phoenix now when we went up like towards the grand canyon there were like these huge trees I don't know what kind of trees they were, but they were like super tall. But yeah, like just that's just something that I noticed, like even just going from Austin to Phoenix and then driving up through um, into like Sedona and then Flagstaff and then into Williams and up to the Grand Canyon. Like the terrain was like different the whole way. Yeah. Um, You know, you go through like Sedona where it's like a lot of red rock and you have like these um mountains that are um red rock but then also um like i don't know what's the word like woods basically like forest mm-hmm. and then when you get like into williams it's more kind of flat um and not a ton of trees. It's sort of like Phoenix in a sense, but but a bit more greenery. Yeah. And then um and then you get like into the Grand Canyon National Forest and or or natural national um park and it's like a a super lush forest with like huge tall trees and there's like elk everywhere and yeah and then you get to the grand canyon and it's this ginormous canyon that you can't even like you don't even hardly know what you're looking at like Mm -hmm. it's so surreal and yeah it was just all the terrain being so different was was really awesome because it just it was just such a i think such an obvious picture of well just obvious evidence of a god's glory mm-hmm. and um how there is a creator i don't know I, it just seems so silly to me to just think that i don't know these places are just different and stuff just popped up here and there just because it did you know mm-hmm. like what <laughs> um yeah, it it makes way more sense to me that someone like planned it out that way and wanted there to be all this diversity in the land and um just to show how creative he is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it was just really cool. Yeah. And then yeah, the Grand Canyon itself was just like God, you made this. <laughs> like I can't even process this. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yeah, it so I I've got a friend at work who um you know was really excited for us to go. Um there's this interesting thing I've t- I've talked to a couple people about this um but there I don't know where this idea came from but um 
Anyways, bear with me here. This sounds a little weird, um, but hopefully I can explain it the right way. (laughs) Um, But I've talked to some people at church who say that they're, um, they feel, okay, so this is based on feelings, just right off the bat. Don't martyr me for saying this. (laughs) Um, So they feel closer to God in certain situations or when certain things happen. And I've talked to a number of people who feel closer to God in nature. Okay. Again, totally subjective based on feelings. Um, But they say like, like just being out in nature just shows them like they, they feel closer because they, they recognize God there more so than like, you know, the day to day city life. Does that make sense? Again, don't martyr me. I'm not saying it's 100% true or whatever. I'm I'm just saying like this is people's experience and this is my friend's experience. And so he said when he went with his wife that um like that that was a time in his life where he you know, he just felt super close to God because like just being out in this in nature in general, but then being in this place that is so obviously created by God. It just sp- I was going to say spoke to him, but please don't take that the wrong way. I mean that in (laughs) (laughs) um, as a figure of speech, but it just touched him on this deep level of, of just recognizing God's um, power. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I, I totally, I totally understand that. So like even seeing the Canyon for the first time, um, I, I even said this to you multiple times when we were there. It made me feel very small. Mm-hmm. Like it's this really wondrous thing where as as I was looking at this canyon, I was like, I don't think I've ever focused my eyes this far away before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like out in front of you is just this huge picture, you know, this this panoramic view of thousands of miles away from you now the interesting thing is i have seen something that far away when we fly in Mm -hmm. airplanes right so i guess it's not entirely true but i was struck by this sense of like this is an experience unlike anything else i've had in my life you know what i mean and it was hard to like i almost started to get a little lightheaded because it was such a an overwhelming yeah um even just ocular experience mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and then how that affected me was that i felt very small but not in a bad way mm-hmm. just in a way of like wow you're humble yes mm-hmm. yes that's a very good way of yeah. putting it and then of course you know relating that to god it's like like scripture says what is man that you are mindful of him mm-hmm. you know it's it's like that that the god of the universe stoop down and wash the feet of of who are these people you know yeah. like like what am i worth that god would do that um when you see just like this little picture of what god has done right you know the grand canyon is not god i am not looking at god i'm looking at something that he has created like this is a small portion of even the world that he's mm-hmm. created you know but it's it it's just this arresting um sensation of yeah like you said humility (laughs) just being humbled before yeah um, i cried wonderful god is yeah yeah the only other time i've ever cried while looking at god's creation well 
nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, was when we were in Ireland. Mm-hmm. I cried multiple times when we were in Ireland. <laughs> we yeah. would like stop at a lookout point and I'm just like crying because mm-hmm. it's just amazingly beautiful. But yeah. Well, and it's so crazy too that again, from someone who doesn't travel very often, that the the beauty of nature in both of these trips that we've taken. So I, I'm going to compare that. I mean, just throughout this whole thing, I'm, I'm going to continually compare um, the trips that we've taken, Grand Canyon and Ireland they were so different, right? I mean, Ireland was a totally different palette yeah. than Arizona. Oh, yeah. You know, the... the Stark difference. <laughs> yeah, just the vivid blue. I mean, like, being in Ireland is like bumping up the contrast of your phone camera, you know? Right. Like, the blue of the water is so stinking blue. And, and the-, the green of, like, just... The trees, the grass, the mm-hmm. hills is just so green. And there are so many different shades, shades of green. Right. Yeah, they call it, you know, the Emerald Isle, mm-hmm. uh, the 50 shades of green is what they call the, you know, the the landscape there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's funny because it's so different and yet they're both so beautiful in their own way. Yeah. You know, like the rock of Arizona, of the, all the different colors of rock and the the sprawling, like mountainous regions. Um, you know, I'm not one for <laughs> the flat, um, you know, stone and cacti look that it's kind of boring. <laughs> Again, from, like you said, from someone coming from Austin, who's used to greenery mm-hmm. um, and hills, but well, it made, yeah, like landing in Phoenix and I'm not saying anything bad about Phoenix, Right, but we, like we didn't see anything in Phoenix. We just drove out of Phoenix, right? <laughs> you know, but just like that landscape, yeah, kind of, yeah, made me appreciate Austin more. So I'm like, I'm just, I've lived here my whole life, so I'm so used to it. Yeah, but like being somewhere that's so different, just like, oh, where we live is really pretty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and again, like I said earlier, there's so much that we have yet to experience. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever experience seeing like the white of somewhere that snows all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that I'd want to make a journey like that because <laughs> I am thin skinned because of Austin, because I'm used to I triple die. digit summers. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like my mind cannot fathom what negative weather feels like oh, negative no. Fahrenheit. Like no, I you. have no, frame of reference for that at all yeah um and i know that makes me sound like a wimp to anyone out there who you know i was listening to a podcast i think uh been in snow i'm not a fan yeah no thank you exactly exactly (laughs) so i don't that said i'm sure there are regions like even even seeing the elk out in the um the forest there the national park um it made me think of like moose and because they're huge. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. It reminded me of of a moose. And then thinking about how, you know, there are regions of even America, but even, you know, up north into Canada of just, you know, snow everywhere. I, something that I have never experienced yeah. and I'm sure is beautiful in its own way. I just personally have never experienced that. Right. Um, yeah. Moose. Again, I don't yeah. know that I ever will, but. All the bears and the, the moosing. Mm-hmm. There was a, a podcast I was listening to that it was a guy who was Canadian and he was talking about um, 
where he grew up that the winters were routinely negative 30, negative 40 degrees, and him moving to the northern region of the United States, um, the cold there is very, very different because it's positive uh, degrees Fahrenheit as opposed to negative. Yeah, again, I can't even. No, yeah. I have no frame of reference for that <laughs> whatsoever. I don't like, think it's even reached zero here. Ever, no, so. I've I've never experienced zero. I yeah. I might have. I think I've experienced the teens or the twenties. Is like the coldest that it's ever the been. Coldest I remember it being is nineteen degrees. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's it's probably, probably there. been colder at some point, but that's what as far as I remember. Right. I will say that the I mean I was real young then so you know it might be different now. I remember playing outside in the cold like that and thinking that it was not as bad as I expected. Of course, you know, it's probably all layered up and whatever. Um but that's as far yeah. And even that even that guys was for a day. <laughs> like yeah. weather in Austin changes so often it does. that it it is not going to be that cold continuously for a long time. Yeah. It's going to change. Well, like even in the winter, it's like, I don't know. Like it might be 20 degrees in the morning, but then in the afternoon, it's like 50 or something. Yeah. Like just, yeah. It warms up for sure. So anyways, uh, that was quite a tangent, <laughs> except to say that, well, no, I mean, it's fine. We're, we're just, I don't know. Yeah, it's upon reflection, I'm just having these thoughts of like, yeah. you know, different experiences and, and of, like you said, of God's creation, of nature and things like that. Um, it certainly was, it's it's hard to even describe like seeing the Grand Canyon for the yeah, first time. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. And it's it's very weird because I'm used to seeing pictures of it. Right. You know, it's not like I have never seen that before but actually being there is so different yeah. than seeing the pictures like actually physically being on the edge of a cliff that reaches out towards this you know humongous Chasm. gorge yeah. yeah it it's different it, again i almost i got kind of lightheaded mm -hmm. just looking at it that's not something you're going to experience from a picture, yeah. like no matter how vivid that picture is. Um, yeah, there were like a few times where we sort of like, um, like crawled down out and out to like a further point, mm -hmm. like off the cliff um, where there, I mean, there wasn't like any railing or anything like that. It wasn't a designated lookout point. We just sort of did our own little thing and went off the trail and out into this other part that reached out into the canyon. Mm -hmm. And I remember like getting really, really close to the edge and looking over and just being like, what a way to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. No, like... <laughs> Not that I would yeah. jump or anything like that. It was just like, I don't know. If something were to happen out here, like, <laughs> hey, I'd see Jesus right after seeing this amazing create. Like, what a way to go, you know? <laughs> like, wow. You did not say that while we were out there. No, it was just in my head. <laughs> I might have. Wow. 
that's interesting because the way that I was thinking was like, yes, like one wrong move and we could fall and die. And the way that I see that is like, I don't know, I guess maybe as a dad, as a husband and father, like there are so many people counting on me that I cannot, like this would be the worst if something (laughs) were to happen because I would be putting multiple people in you know because of its effect on the people that i love you know what i mean like i just i have this responsibility to continue living right (laughs) for other people yeah so that's what went through my head it wasn't (laughs) oh this would be so cool like if i were to die i want to die here it was (laughs) one wrong move like i have to be extremely careful because one wrong move and i would it would place such a terrible burden on the people that i am responsible for (laughs) So that's interesting that we see things so differently um, and did not communicate it at the time (laughs) because there was not a single mention of death while we were out on the canyon. Well, I didn't intend to die. Right. I know. I know. But if you did, you know. No. That's what you just said. What a way to go. Oh, no. If it, yeah, if it happened to happen, then... Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, the last thing that I wanted to bring up is just how, so we walked along the south rim of the Grand Canyon, and there's a section that has um, lots of information on the different types of rock that are there mm-hmm. and um, how long the canyon has been there. And it struck me, and maybe it only struck me because I'm a homeschooled kid Maybe I've just been sheltered all my life, um, but you know the the idea of the the theory of the Big Bang and you know how old the Earth is and things like that has always been like explained to me as a theory. Um, again, you know my parents are Christians, so they they raise me in a certain way that like you know people believe in evolution, but it is it is just a theory. Like you know even even. Uh, you know, Darwin himself was... Yeah, t- it hasn't been proven. Exactly, exactly. And that's always just kind of been taken for granted. Like, okay, this is what a lot of people believe, but it's kind of one way of seeing things. So I was really struck by, as we were walking along, the way that the information was presented at different plaques and things like that is... This canyon is, I don't remember. However what, many millions of years right, old. Right. Yeah. 500 million years ago, this happened. This rock appeared 50,000 years ago. You know, at 10,000 years ago, this is what the landscape looked like. And I found that almost like jarring because it was just stated as fact. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't heard it put that way before. And, you know, like I've watched... I grew up watching Bill Nye the Science Guy, like, you know, Magic School Bus, whatever. Like, I've, I've, I watched science shows on PBS, but I never felt that it was so, like, overbearingly, like, this is how it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just, just making blanket statements. Maybe it's just that I'm more, um, more sensitive about it now. (laughs) Like, now that I'm older and I, I, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but now that I'm older and like I've done a little bit of study of philosophy and you know how you know the things that you know and things like that. So maybe I'm just more sensitive to like, oh, like you're making this claim 
I don't believe the presupposition that you have in order to make this claim. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, whereas when I was younger, it was more just like, okay, that's what you believe. That's fine. But it was, it's, it's placed in such, um, it, it, it is such a fact and it is trying to educate everyone who comes there that I was just like, whoa, like you're not even saying, you know, scientists believe that the Grand Canyon is, you know, right. 50 it was billion just a years definitive old. statement. Right. Yeah. It is. It absolutely is. Like, there's no room for questioning. Right. And maybe it was also the way that it was presented that, like, on these plaques, it was, like, big bold letters at the top yeah. would say something like that. Face. Where the, yes. Yeah. So it just felt more uh, authoritative. Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely took me aback of how, wow, like, this is just... Stated as there is no no like conversation. There's there's not even an acknowledgement that we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. You know because to me <laughs> as a Christian, it's so obvious to be like like you don't know that. Right. No one you know knows that. No one you you're related to ever knows that. Like how? Okay, so okay before we even get there. We are young earth creationists, yes, right? We don't believe that the earth is millions of years old, but we believe that it was created in six days, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, um, and God created it how it you know how do I say this? He can create things to look old if he wants to. that's fine, you know we we believe that. Jesus rose from the dead. We we believe a lot of things that are supernatural. Right. So we don't always have to have the explanation of how things happened. No, we'll get to that in just a second. Um, we can we can go down that road a little bit more. But all that to say that there is no way to say definitively that the earth is millions of years old because you have no way in order to say that definitively, you need to have some, like you have no evidence. What, right. what you do is you well, assume. Well, you have to start with, yeah, a presupposition. Exactly. And you assume that the way things are is the way that they always have been. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. a, an obviously faulty assumption. To me, it seems pretty obvious, you know, People clamor about climate change nowadays. Like, you don't think it changed in the past? Like, how do you account for the... Yeah. Anyways, I don't mean to get political. I'm sorry. Um, I just mean to say that it... Well, I would just like to say that the hottest temperature ever recorded was recorded in 1917. Okay? I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, we had that conversation. Okay. Uh, like a week or two so ago. So move that was on with funny. your climate change, so. okay? <laughs> sure, climate changes and it changes back. Um, anyways, yeah. D- it's called seasons. <laughs> anyways, sorry. Um, sorry, not sorry. Hashtag, whatever. <laughs> you say hashtag before you say the phrase. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this whole thing, it, it definitely um, has had me thinking about how... Um, how there is a worldview behind everything. Right. Right. And the worldview that says that we can say something like the Grand Canyon is X amount of years old, is 50 billion years old, is one that, like you said, assumes that has a lot of assumptions behind it. Well, there was even a plaque that was something like 
what like 1.5 billion years are missing from something <laughs> yeah from the from the rock record yeah yeah like this it's is like, clearly oh, 2 where'd, billion where'd they years go? old <laughs> right where those billions of years go <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they're it, just missing <laughs> mm-hmm. we lost them <laughs> sorry they were here theoretically but but it's not even placed as a theory right you know like it's it is not presented as theoretical it's oh yeah they're gone <laughs> 1.2 billion years worth of rock is gone but we have the 50,000 year old rock and we have the you know 20 billion year old rock we don't know where the other billions went <laughs> um and there are lots of explanations we don't have to go into the explanations of um again being young earth creationists there there are lots of theories as to how something like the grand canyon was created um the flood right of them yeah yeah yeah, that's that's the most convincing to me while at the same time i don't think that god needs to explain those things to us Mm -hmm. necessarily no Um, (laughs) because he's god exactly he's in control and what he has told us we are to believe right now i don't mean that to say that we naively um assume that we are always interpreting all of scripture correctly. Um, But for something like Genesis, what I will say is that it is presented as history. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's presented as history. It's, it does not infer that it ought to be read any other way. Right. Um, And, and so I don't believe it is to be read any, like, there are things that God does in scripture where he uses figures of speech mm-hmm. in order to communicate with a people who would not have understood, you know, scientifically the right. way that things are presented. When the first just five books of the Bible in general are all historical. Yeah. The the only reason you would read them otherwise is because you find them too far-fetched, Right that all of humanity came from a single pair, a man and woman, you know, that a snake really talked to them, that it was really, you know, a fruit that opened up the eyes of Adam and Eve. Like, right. Well, I'm you just know, saying the type of literature that it is, is that it's historical. Right, yeah. right. And I'm saying if you were to, to say that, well, no, this is just a story, it's an allegory, from my perspective, you are reading into that story. Like right. there's nothing from the book that infers that it's allegorical. You just assume that it's allegorical because it seems so far-fetched. Right. It seems so, well, supernatural that I don't mean it. It certainly is supernatural. Um, what I'm saying, again, we believe a lot of things in scripture that cannot be explained that are supernatural, mm-hmm. right? That are the scripture itself is the revelation of God's character. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is certainly a supernatural book, right? Um, and so to yeah, it goes to how you interpret the scripture in general, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what I wanted to. But we also believe that science and scripture go hand in hand. Yes, definitely. Yeah, because God has set up creation in a certain way to follow certain rules. And that's actually what makes the supernatural supernatural because there is a natural way of things and God can intervene and change the way that natural things happen. Right. Hence supernatural. Um, 
so yeah, we definitely, we don't think that science and um, the Bible contradict each other. Right. Right. So we're not, there. there's a caricature of Christianity that says that, you know, throw out science because it is anti-Christian. No, not at all. Um, I don't disbelieve evolutionary theory because... Um, because it's science. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I disbelieve it because the assumption that is made is that there was, that there is no creator. Right. Right? And there's no way to fit that theory that is anti-creation into the biblical narrative. So I think there is a way to um, harmonize what we see in science, the natural order of things, with what God has revealed in his scripture. And for the things that I don't know, because I'm not a scientist, so I don't claim to know everything, for the things that I don't know and the things that I don't understand, again, I fall back on God doesn't have to explain those things to me. Mm -hmm. um, who am I to demand that God always explain himself? Right. Not that we can't look into those things, but... No, certainly, yeah. But yeah. yeah, we may not always come to a definitive answer. Exactly, exactly. And we do, yeah. And in that case, we take it on faith that God has has spoken. Right. And we follow what he says over what we theorize makes sense within the, the natural order of things. So... So it's given me a lot of thoughts mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's been fun to think about it. I, and I think sort of tangentially related to is something that we've touched on in the past, the nature of something like primary doctrine and secondary doctrine. Um, like I said, we're young earth creationists. I don't think that it is primary <laughs> to believe in, young earth creationism right no that's not one of the the foundational doctrines of christianity right i wouldn't say someone is heretical if they believe that the the earth is millions of years old i would and say they that they have Christian. a hermeneutic problem right but yes yeah, yeah there are definitely yeah Exactly. We can, we can disagree about things like that. We can have some fruitful discussion because of how it um, affects things like, yeah, interpreting scripture mm -hmm. because of how it affects, you know, the, some of the problems that we have. One of the biggest problems with um, attempting to harmonize evolutionary theory with the creation narrative in the scripture is the entrance of sin and death into the world, mm -hmm. right? Because the Bible talks about death occurring because of the sin of mankind, mm -hmm. right? And so therefore, when uh, in the new heavens and the new earth, there will be no death because that punishment of sin is taken away completely. Right. Um, and that consequence. So, so there are things like that that actually honestly, to me, are a bigger deal than just, okay, is the year, is is the earth 10,000 years old or is it 5 billion years old? You right. know, in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't really matter. Again, I fall back on God doesn't have to explain himself all right. the time. But there are issues that we definitely ought to look at in, in secondary issues like that. There are other things like, how are we interpreting scripture? Mm -hmm. What does this have to say about other areas of theology? So, right. While I do think that this is definitely secondary, um, it does have an effect on the way that you read and interpret the Bible. Right. And it's important. 
Yes. Um, it's not primary, but it's definitely important. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you ought to be um, seeking out, seeking for wisdom in an area like this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as good reformed people, we would encourage <laughs> you to talk to your pastors, you know, talk to your elders about it. Have some good conversation with um, with other people who are who are who are I was going to say learned, but, you know, who who have been in the faith longer than you right <laughs> who can kind of disciple you and walk you through issues like that and go read dr jason lyle stuff yeah <laughs> i would definitely recommend that go watch um, genesis's history yeah or is genesis history that's what it's called it's yeah. genesis history that's a good movie and that is actually a great segue into any recommendations that we have um those is, are my two recos <laughs> oh there you go jason lyle and is genesis history yeah um so that jason lyle is is with um answers in genesis right primarily i, believe I know so. he has his own stuff mm-hmm. as well so um i guess probably should have been a little bit m- more prepared before we mentioned him <laughs> on the podcast but um yeah highly recommend his stuff he's he's just a great thinker in general um i've read a couple of his books i've recommended one of his books um as well on the podcast before uh but yeah he's he thinks through things really well highly recommended he's a very smart dude yes yes <laughs> um i would also encourage just in general i guess this is kind of a side thing as well um look at both sides of the field like don't just um read what you agree with for ammunition but also take a look at what the other side, the best of what the other side has to offer mm-hmm. so that you can evaluate. And honestly, if, if you've read the best of both sides, you can, you know, pit them against each other and you will only be better for it. Even if you see kind of holes in either, in both sides, you know what I mean? Like it's good to, it's good to, to be well-rounded in yeah. your knowledge of a subject. So um, I don't know the best of the other side of, of old earth creationism. I have heard some some decent arguments, like, don't get me wrong. Again, that's why I consider you know, a secondary issue is because I know I, I have friends who would believe, who believe in an older earth. Um, and that's okay. We can have conversation about it. But I, I don't know of as long anyone. As they don't believe that it's flat. Oh my gosh. Well, if you believe that, or if you're interested, we have an old episode where we talked about that. It's like one of our first handful of episodes. So I don't even know if it's any good, honestly, if we were to go listen to it nowadays. Um, but yeah, anyways, so Jason Lyle and, you know, take a look at, I don't know, Google search old earth creationism and see if you can find some good stuff there. Um, I don't know of any off the top of my head. Um... Now that I mention recommendations, I cannot even really think of any recommendations that I have. Um, I'm I'm sure I've mentioned them on the podcast before, but I went and saw a band called Chon the other night, and they were great. Their album Grow is really good. It's instrumental. Okay, that's what I, that that was going to be my question. I was going to ask if they were instrumental or not. Yeah, they have one or two songs with vocals, but um. The band is not about the vocals, if that makes sense. The vocals are not the focal point. <laughs> See what I did there? One letter difference. Um, but yeah, Chon, Grow, good stuff. And then you've been watching a, a show on Netflix, haven't you? Would you recommend that show? 
Oh, the chef show. Yeah. Um, I just, I like cooking shows in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like this one a lot. And, uh, it's sort of based off of the movie chef. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some language. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I guess that's, you know, chef's cuss, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, that's just how they talk. And the, yeah in the show so it's it's put on by john jonathan favreau right yeah yeah so he does this show going around the united states where does he go to uh he goes to a few different places mostly los angeles okay um there are like three episodes based in austin hey um because it's like different places that they went to in the movie Okay. Um, because they went to Austin in the movie and L.A. and I can't remember where else. Which movie is this? Chef. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because okay. he made the movie. Yeah, I believe like he wrote it and he starred in it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. If you like that movie, if you like cooking shows, yeah, it's a good one. Um. And then I've there's a newer season that we haven't watched of Somebody Feed Phil, and I've been watching that too. Oh, nice! I like that one. Yeah, a lot. That one He's is funny. very quaint, <laughs> and it's good. Feels very homey. It, you have to like his kind of humor, if that makes sense. I don't He's, know. It's it's endearing. Yeah. He's Jewish. Uh, he wrote. Well, what's his full name? Phil something. I can't remember his last name. Anyways. He wrote Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Um, and uh and so it's it's him going around the world different places and you know, trying different foods and whatnot. And um he's just he's funny. He is. He is very wholesome. He is he a is. wholesome human being. <laughs> and so it's it's funny just to cause you know, like you get on YouTube and the stuff on YouTube that it gets really popular are the people who like freak out and who are obviously like acting for the camera. I hate that stuff. And he is the exact opposite. He's just like, like if I can say this, he's just himself. Yeah. Well, I'm firm in my masculinity. He's just really cute. He's just like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, look at how great this plate of food is. I love being in this town, you know? And he's just like the people and the sights, this is the best thing in the world, you know? And it's just so cool to see someone just genuinely enjoying himself. Yeah. And And he jokes around and, you know, doesn't take himself seriously at all. And it's just funny. Yeah. And at the end of every episode, he Skypes his parents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they're so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. They're just an old Jewish couple and they just, you know, tease each other and it's just hilarious. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. So somebody feed Phil if you if you're into wholesome entertainment. Yes. It's good stuff. All right. Well, if you have any recommendations for us, if you've been to the Grand Canyon and want to talk about it, um, you can reach us a number of ways. 
We have our um, page on Facebook, So Talk To Me Podcast. We're on Twitter at So underscore Talk To Me. You can email us at So Talk To Me Podcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Instagram at So Talk To Me Podcast. Yes. Before we sign off for the evening, any final thoughts? No. Don't swim with gators. That's that's a great recommendation. Don't swim with sharks. It's a good rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Or you might lose it. Don't try and breathe underwater. It's also a good rule to live by. You're just chock full of good ideas right now. Mm-hmm. You're a good idea machine. I'm trying to think of final thoughts. And those that's all that was coming. Okay. So. Well, um, go talk to your spouse. Go talk to someone. Go see the Grand Canyon. 